0: Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 5 p.m. with church school for all ages at 9 a.m. Please also connect with us online at chapelofthecrossms.org. I hope this sermon enriches your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. This week I received a rather wise, profound, and insightful revelation. Christmas is over. Surely not, you might say, Christmas is over. Wasn't Christmas just yesterday? Shouldn't the wreath still be on the door and the tree remain twinkling in the living room? And thus we begin a new season of the church year. Christmas is over, I am sad to say, and we must put away the greenery and bows and welcome the new season, the season of Epiphany. An epiphany begins with a very special feast day, a day we mark today the baptism of our Lord. Today we remember that moment in Scripture when Jesus goes to the River Jordan to be baptized by his cousin John, and after his baptism the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. Today is also the anniversary of my daughter's baptism. I remember the day well. She wore the same gown that I wore when I was baptized. And I bought a new bow tie festooned with baptismal scallop shells. She slept like an angel through the entire liturgy. And when Ellen and I returned to the pew, she promptly vomited all over my shoes. Ah, memories. But if you think about it for a moment, the fact that Christ himself was baptized is very strange. We know why we are baptized. We know why we baptize infants and new members of the church. According to the catechism in the back of the Book of Common Prayer, baptism is union with Christ in his death and resurrection, birth into God's family and the church, forgiveness of sins, and new life in the Holy Spirit. There's a lot going on in those baptismal waters. But why was the Christ... Surely someone who was already part of God's household and the very foundation of the sacrament itself, why was he baptized? Baptism is not an invention of John. Ancient cultures contain washing rituals using water. Jewish religious practice includes several cleansings intended to make one pure and worthy to serve the Lord in the Lord's sanctuary. A remnant of this is, there is a remnant of this that Will and I practice every Sunday, a symbolic washing of our hands before we preside at the Eucharist. So John took these traditions and added his own spin. John was a member of a first century renewal and repentance movement. And out of that movement, John preached those words that we heard only a few Sundays ago on the third Sunday of Advent, you brood of vipers, bear fruits worthy of repentance. And in reaction, some who heard John's words received baptism as a symbol of their holiness and a new life of righteousness. Therefore, baptism was an important ritual that marked a cleansing of sin and a renewed commitment to a certain manner of life. But the question still remains, why did Jesus participate in this ritual? We certainly need a cleansing of sin. We certainly need a reordering of our lives. But why did Christ submit to baptism as well? John himself was confused and said to Jesus in Matthew, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me? I believe that Christ participated in the ritual of baptism to profoundly change and exponentially expand its meaning and scope. As John says in this morning's gospel, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I is coming, and I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Through Christ's participation in the baptism of John, baptism is made holy and is transformed from a symbol into a sacrament, one that not only removes the burden of sin, but also unites the baptized with God. Through baptism, God is no longer above or removed from us. Instead, through Christ's participation in baptism, we know that when we go through the water, we are baptized with and into Christ. Through baptism, we can be confident in the knowledge that God is now with us and walks with us in all and through all the joys, pains, fears, and challenges that this earthly life may present. Through baptism, we know that God is with us. I'm reminded of a question I once received while serving as a chaplain for a youth retreat. One afternoon, I led a workshop titled Priest on the Hot Seat where participants could anonymously ask any question they might have about faith or the church. Did Han shoot first? Anything. Thank you. The questions were written on little slips of paper, drawn out of a hat, and I would try to respond. Some of the questions were fairly straightforward, but others were more complex, and some were rooted in a profound spiritual wrestling. And one of the best was quite simply, when was I saved? Seems simple enough. When was I saved? And our obvious answer is at baptism. But while we proclaim our eternal salvation at baptism, what saves us in this life What saves us during our earthly walk is the knowledge of the presence of God. For a young person, the eternity might be the farthest thing from their minds. But everyday tribulations, small and tragic, they might loom large. But we are able to endure And we meet the suffering, the strife, and the fear going through whatever we are going through because of God's presence. And that presence was confirmed in the baptism of Christ. When Christ submitted himself to baptism, he said to us in action what he later said in words, I am with you always to the end of the age. When are we saved? We are saved through the waters of baptism when God chose to be with us. Amen.